Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like, Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. It's a solo monkey today. No, Dusty, but we do have Rusty back behind the glass. Jeff Rust, how you doing, buddy? I'm back, y'all. Back and... I would say for a day. Yeah, yeah. I'll be out again tomorrow. We got some issues at home to deal with. Yeah, you want to you want to get into those right away? Well, we <laughs> we uh, the furnace kicked on last night, and we noticed an odd odor. Uh, it was not the smell of natural gas. It was so. not emanating from your bedroom. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I said odd, not not ones that we're used to because of me. Um, Notice an odd odor. It smelled almost kind of like burnt cleaning fluid, something like that. I went down, peeked my head in the garage. Everything smelled fine down there. And then, uh, yeah, the wife got up early this morning and noticed the smell of natural gas coming from the furnace in the garage. So we're dealing with some furnace repairs. And, yeah, I'll be out tomorrow dealing with that as we were fortunate enough to get an HVAC guy out to our house tomorrow. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yes, I I dealt with the opposite side of these ramifications in the summertime when my air conditioner the hvac unit went out when it was 110 or whatever it was and we couldn't get anybody out for six weeks yeah that's a long time so the suck factor significantly higher yeah um i and i'm and i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna lift myself up here a little bit i would i would say that getting more hot is significantly worse than getting more cold yeah like we, we've had the discussion on the on the show yes. a couple of times it's, it's a lot easier to put things on than take them off yes you you can throw on them 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 heavy blankets yep space heaters yep it's uncomfortable yeah certainly you said the uh the old house is already below 60 already below 60 yes which it, i it mean did not take long it's uh and I don't know if anybody's noticed too. It's supposed to get pretty cold the next couple of days. Like saying, highs in the twenties. What, what do we have for our weather coming up here? Yeah. So Thursday, the highest twenty-five. We've lows in the twenty-three, nineteen, twenty-two range. Yeah. So we're fortunate that we got somebody coming out tomorrow to to get those repairs done. Looks like we get some snow flurries on here too. Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yep. Oh well, it's a good thing. Uh, number one, that none of us will be here Friday. Right. So. Yeah. But unfortunately, I will be here Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, well, what? I can't even keep track of what day it is. Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Yes. You will be out on Wednesday. I'll be out on Wednesday. I'll be back Thursday again. We'll see if it snows or not. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's supposed to. Do we have a snow plan here? Uh, it's it, it's it's called show up. Is that what it is? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember even back in the days in the in, you know in the old intercom building, uh, uh, there were guys that would call out because they couldn't make it in the snow, but somehow I always managed to make it in my front wheel drive PT Cruiser. Uh, listen, I, I do live a long ways away. Just saying. That is true, yeah. I mean, 
it's a, it's a long ways from from Newburgh. You yeah. got to trek through the hills. Yeah. So, so just throwing that out there. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I, mean, I guess if need be, worse comes to worse, we just throw things on ESPN. But you know, we got to keep our listeners happy. Is too. anybody listening? Hello, is this thing on? Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. There you go. <laughs> Text in. Is this thing working? No. Okay. We're we're, we're good here. Um, speaking of throwing, I'm trying to throw my voice as much as I can. Yes, it does sound like I smoked multiple packs of Marbreds. I know. I'm aware. I actually feel better than I sound. Um, but this is the effects of long COVID not uh, letting go anytime soon. I have a glass of throat coat tea, a bottle of water, an energy drink, some gum. I had another drink. I am trying my best to stay properly hydrated and keep the uh, keep the old throat muscles going. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. If if the voice gives out mid show, you know you're gonna have to take over, Ross. <laughs> That's how this raspy. is gonna go. We're gonna go all Kathleen Turner on you. <laughs> I don't think I can pull off. Like you know, what's funny is, um, I've talked about this before. I I'm a big time car singer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, love singing in the car. Yeah, and I and I'm talking. If you see me on the road. I'm not, I'm not, I'm into it. Yep. I'm into it. Right. Post COVID. I haven't been able to sing. Oh no. Like it, and it, it, it genuinely bothers me. Yeah. As but, it should. but you know, I, I'm a, I'm a metal head. And with this new rasp, I can, uh, it's actually easier for me to, to kind of get into the, the heavy rasp a little bit more. There you go. And my wife hates every last second of it. <laughs> Do that to me one more time. Yes, there's been a lot of that around the house. And she's like, doesn't it bother you to be able to do that? I'm like, actually, no. It's actually, that's like the, uh, that's the one thing it's easy for me to do right now. Yep. It's terrible. And that's, that's how I'm going through life. That's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. And me in the car, it's either the Yacht Rock that I'm banging out. Banging out the me first and the gimme gimme. Is there a temperature that exists that the the window will not be rolled down and the, the, Roof tapping won't happen. Oh, most of mine is with the windows up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, during the summertime, sure. That's when I'll bless everybody with the Alan Parsons project. Okay. And that's it. You know, I, I I can't sing along with the Chuck Mangione since that's all instrumental. Mm. But I still want to bless the people around me with, with uh, you know, the 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 smooth jazz. Well, last night we were blessed by the Portland Trailblazers dropping a horrible game to the I, Oklahoma City Thunder. I caught the first three quarters. <laughs> I mean. Listen, it's an 82-game season. They dropped an egg, obviously, to the Dallas Mavericks on the six-game trip already. you kind of hoping to get fat on two games in OKC. But, as I've said a million times now, when you have these home-home series games like this, it's difficult to beat a team twice. Yeah. On top of that, Shea Gilgis Alexander is playing like a top 10 player in the NBA. Yeah, so those who, knew, who I mean, look, I don't typically pay attention terribly to the top of like the scoring leaders. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, wow, he's number three in the league. Okay. Yeah, he's averaging over 30 a game. I knew he had a very hot start to the season. but It's uh, really yeah. just been, he's just been hot for the yeah, season. That's, I'm not even the start. He's just been that good now. Apparently. Um, it's, people are very, very mad, very frustrated, I think, about a loss last night. Particularly, not just because of the loss, but this is now another moment for Damian Lillard in his career that's marred by a loss. This is a guy who has lost a game scoring over 60. Well, and somehow I just knew that he was going to break that record on a free throw. I know. You wanted it to be a step back three or something with a little bit more spice to it. Yeah. But it goes womp, 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 that's falls not on how its face. For the Blazers. With, nah. <laughs> and Dame has another giant career moment. 
you had a 60-point game where they lost. He had a 55-point game against the Nuggets in the playoffs that they lost. And now he sets the all-time scoring record for the Portland Trailblazers, 18,041 points, breaking Clyde Drexler's 18,040, which stood for 30, what, 33 years. I think that's what I saw, yep. In a loss. In a loss. To the Thunder. Well, make up for it and come back and beat him tomorrow night. Again, you know, it's still in OKC. You know, there's uh, there's footage and pictures of uh, him getting the game ball last night. And you can see he was pretty emotional about it. Mm-hmm. But you can also see he was pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. I think for once he wanted to celebrate. Yes. Celebrate in that moment. Celebrate a milestone. I will say, speaking, we'll, we'll talk about all those milestones and, and everything that came around it. Have you seen the video, the video of uh, Dame Jr. coming down to him? I haven't seen the video. I've seen a couple of stills. Oh, God. Yeah. Cutest damn thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. Cute. And shout out Blazers Broadcasting for not going to commercial there because mm-hmm. there was a timeout and normally they would have gone to commercial. Right. And instead they keep the camera on Dame and you get Dame sitting down and you can just kind of see the moment come over and all of a sudden you just see Dame Jr. working his way down Wobble, 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 and give his dad kind of a handshake, high five. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure that's probably mom saying, "Hey, go say hi to daddy." Of course, but that's a moment that dad gets to have forever. Yep, absolutely. And that's got to be, no matter what happened last night, that's got to be the coolest damn thing imaginable. Well, and speaking as a dad, now, granted, mm-hmm. I've I've never set a franchise, you know, career scoring record. You pro- you produce record shows here, but yes, that is true. So I guess yeah, I'll, I'll give myself a Barry Horowitz for that. But I do know, like the first time uh, uh, my older child got off the school bus, and I was waiting at the bus stop, and she got off and just yelled "Daddy!" and came and ran and gave me a big hug. I mean, that's you know, a little bit smaller scale, but I get how it feels. It just it warms the heart. Yeah, I mean, and it's a it's it's a bummer that in a night like that where you're hoping to celebrate something so monumental. Mm-hmm. That that happens. Yeah. And, and I was know. lucky that I didn't lose to the Thunder when that happened. Yeah, exactly, so, right? Yeah. You hate losing to the Thunder on any momentous occasion. Yeah. So uh, we've got a ton to get to today, including some news uh, fresh out of the United States government around uh, outside linebacker pass rusher from the uh, Army about his eligibility for the NFL. Uh I would say that the people have been heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we'll dive into the Blazers game last night, what went wrong, what kind of to plan for uh, the rest of this trip as they have OKC one more time and then Denver, who, if they win tonight, will be the number one team in the NBA when they face off. And we still have a ton of NFL news to get to from uh, this weekend. I saved this one for you, Mr. Rust. Okay. We are going to talk extensively about your quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is, is doing Trevor right Lawrence next? Is he that guy? Has he made that transformation? Massive, massive, massive weekend uh, this weekend for uh, the Jaguars in upsetting the Dallas Cowboys, which I would say probably everybody in America that's not a Cowboys fan just thanks, like, Salute, You're right? Right. And I won my Jag. I won my Jaguars pick for I, the first time in as, several weeks. I was say, and you won your Jaguars. I actually had a two and one weekend. How does that feel? Ugh, it it's been a while. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll also take a look at some uh, signing day preview stuff. I believe we're going to have Nemec on tomorrow to talk about uh, National Signing Day. Is that as that is underway uh, tomorrow? Big news in college football with already a couple big name transfers. 
uh, some opportunities, it sounds like, for Pac-12 schools to get some five-star commits. And the opportunity, again, for Oregon State, uh, as Leary from uh, North Carolina State is said to be committed to Kentucky, that's one less landing spot for an elite quarterback. Does Oregon State have a real chance to land a real difference maker at the quarterback position? We've got a lot to get to here today on Danny and Dusty, so uh, stay tuned, have fun, and uh, be prepared to suffer through what is my absolutely torn up voice. This is Danny Murray here on Danny and Dusty. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, where are we going to start here with the Portland Trailblazers after a, well, stupid loss? It's a stupid, stupid loss, Jeff Frost. 123-121 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They F around and find out, but most importantly, Damian Lillard, since the franchise all-time scoring record, uh, halfway through the third quarter, Monday night on the road, unfortunately not in Portland. It was a game in which Damian Lillard said he was going to come out and be aggressive. He said he was going to be there and in the moment, all those kind of things. And then he just sets the table and sets the table and picks his moments and does what Damian Lillard does. He waited for his opportunities to go out there and, and, and be Damian Lillard. And in doing so, it kind of encapsulated what Damian Lillard has been his entire career which is not a guy who's going hunting for anything, but he's just doing what he needs to do to win. <clears throat> and in those moments, you could feel the tension and the team around him just wanting it to happen, almost willing it and forcing him to shoot. Mm-hmm. And I think that screwed them up last night. Well, I, I remember when he was getting close and seeing that graphic on for basically half of the third quarter mm-hmm. of he's one point shy. And just seeing kind of brick after brick go up, not from him, but the rest of the squad. Uh, and am I, I feel like I have not seen Jeremy Grant hit a three pointer this season that was not like 
a quickly set, almost volleyball set, yeah. shite, set shot mm-hmm. uh, type three-pointer. Like when he's set, they, they just don't seem to drop. No, it, it, it is it is the zero dip shot, and that was the one that he hit last night. He was he was one for five, zero oh for four on the uh, on, on on all other attempts, but there was the one on the right baseline in the corner that was just a quick hit his hands back up, yeah, knock down. And three. I feel like those are the only ones I've seen him hit all season, which is insane because he's shooting like forty five percent from three on the season. Right, I know. Yeah. So I know. I mean, it's it's clearly my eyes are deceiving me, but yeah, I feel like every time it's it's in a big spot that it's just not going down. So it's weird that that in that game last night it felt. So awkward for the Trailblazers for the third quarter. And that actually ended up being their most productive quarter of the night offensively, scoring 36 points. And you look at it in general, you look up and down the board, and it doesn't feel like any one player was doing anything in that quarter. It's because everybody was doing something in that quarter. Yes. Offensively. You had Grant with nine. You had Dame with eight. You had Hart with six. You had Simons with five. Everybody contributed up and down the board. Right? But... The problem was, all night long, they put the Oklahoma City Thunder at the line. Yes. Over and over and over and over, including Shea Gilders-Alexander, who I believe he leads the league right now, but he's averaging 10 free throws a game. He's, he's fantastic at generating free throws at a disgusting rate. He was 14 of 14 last night. That's pretty good, Bob. So even though he starts out 2 of 10 in the first half, he still finishes the game with 35 points, 10 of 24. So you take you take away his first half, right? He's he's 10 of 10, two of 10 in the first half. He finishes eight of 14 in the second half. Man, and it's all just working that mid range in the paint, working, 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 working. And you go through this game, and you start looking at the box score, and you're like, how the hell did the Thunder score 123 points? And then you see, well, Shea's got 35. Jalen Williams, 13. Lou Dort, 13. Aaron Wiggins, 12. Muscala, 12. Kenrich Williams, 12. Isaiah Joe, 11. And you're like, good God, did everybody on this team score? And the answer is yes. Why? Because Oklahoma City plays it's just a, a very weird style of basketball that gets you into a ton of possessions. Mm-hmm. But also, Portland fell into the trap. Oklahoma City uglied up the game early on, got very physical. And I'll, I'll be honest, I felt like Portland definitely got a, a sideways job on the whistle last night. That's not why they lost. Mm-hmm. But I thought they they reacted very poorly in that moment. Uh, you saw multiple tees. Josh Hart got teed up. Damian Lillard got teed up. I will say, on both calls that weren't made, that they were both frustrated about they were right. Yes. Yeah. Instant <laughs> replay showed that both of them got absolutely hacked, mm-hmm. uh, and they had a reason to bark. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about NBA refs here in a little while because there is a there is a problem popping up among NBA refs as Luka Doncic and Jason Kidd were thrown out last night a couple nights ago in OKC. John Morant was thrown out after saying something about a referee to a fan, <laughs> which is. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a little soft. Threatened the integrity of the official Yikes. was the official line from the pool reporter how about, uh, given by the official that night. How about don't threaten your own integrity with crappy calls? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's the winner that we're going to have there. But the Blazers have got to figure some stuff out. And we talked about this yesterday. Uh, ironically enough, 
uh, Mike Richmond of, of Locked On Blazers mentioned uh, or highlighted a note that the Blazers were 10-1 and when they score over 115 points. That one loss being the last second shot by Jamal Murray. Now they're now ten and two. Okay, <laughs> in a last second, last second shot to Jamal Murray and to Shea Gilgis Alexander. But it does highlight a problem for Portland: mm-hmm. is their inability to get stops lately. And it's not just in the. Everybody wants to talk about the fourth quarter. Everyone wants to talk about the pass that Anthony Simons tipped and it goes out of bounds and you give the ball back. Or Justice Winslow trying to draw a charge on Shea late in the game when he probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. That's listen. Those are problems, air quotes, right? But they are not the problem, right? The problem is allowing the other 121 points. Yes, that well, is the problem. And it seemed to me that uh, last night, at least super early on, Oklahoma City they were intent on trying to get to the hole and bring it, uh, bring it to Portland, and without Yusuf Nurkic in the middle, that creates some problems. You know what? And I'm I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've been hard as hell on Nurk for most of the season with the exception of really the last couple of weeks when he's turned it on. But when he's not there, these problems, they become glaring. Yes, and that's and this is where we start talking about where this organization is and what their goals are. Mm-hmm. I think when they start 10-4, and four, people's hopes, like, this is maybe a real contender, just a little little tweak. You know, maybe, maybe if they start Josh Hart and Nas and they bring Ant off the bench, you know, the whole right. staggering minutes thing, that's, that's going to save everything. That's, that's not going to fix anything. No. They're still talent deficit, yeah, and they still don't make perfect sense. Well, on that ten and four start, they had they were winning a lot of those fifty those, fifty those balls. coin toss games, and they're called fifty fifty balls for a reason mm-hmm. because at some point they're gonna you're gonna regress to the mean of closer to fifty fifty. You can sometimes substitute that by having elite level players, scorers, particular Dame and Grant, who have all literally quite literally hit game winners this year, who have flipped those on their heads, mm-hmm. and perhaps they've made plays that have cost them. But I thought, to your point, number one, this Thunder team, Shea leads the NBA in drives per game. Mm-hmm. He gets downhill. It's what he does. I thought the Blazers actually came out with a fantastic game plan to start the game. They made Shea see three or four bodies every single time he drove the lane. And they weren't putting him on the line early on. And then the snowball hit, and it seemingly he got to the line at will. But without an enormous use of Nurkic in there to act as a deterrent. We love Drew Eubanks here. Yes. We, we are we are Eubank supporters. We love the, the, the big chainsaw. Well, right? yeah, and everybody loves the local story. You know, the kid who's not supposed to make it, who's stepping up. And he's shooting, is he shooting 75% from the yes. floor on the season? Yes, and he, I, I want to he, say 38% of his shots are, are dunks. Yeah, and he does, he does the, the thing that's nice about him, you don't rely on him for his scoring, but when he does take a shot, it's like, not yeah, a bad shot. Yeah, no, it's, if he's taking a shot, it's a very high percentage shot, usually yes. a dunk. Yeah. So, but all those things being said, you talked about the guy who shouldn't have made it. And you know why he shouldn't have made it? Because he's 6'8". Yeah. And we and as as much as Portland loves him because we always love that guy here. We love the underdog here. I don't. There, he there should be getting those. Kind, he shouldn't be eating up those kinds of minutes. No, he's he's not a starter. Yeah. Because here's the thing: if Drew Eubanks was six ten, six eleven, he wouldn't be on a minimum contract. Right. Because he's an elite level finisher. He's a smart, heady player who gives you effort. He's a total red ass. Mm-hmm. Like he's he would basically be budget Stephen Adams. Yeah. Which is a very good player. Absolutely. Steven Adams makes a lot of money. Yes, he certainly does. But that's the difference when you're talking about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, and Drew's probably about 235. He's just not... He's he's just too light in the ass to be a guy in the middle. 
night in, night out. That's just how this works. So you felt the absence of use of Nurkic, and you felt the absence of alternative measures for the Trailblazers. They, they, they went with some small ball lineups, which great, but they still don't have that guy at the point of attack to be really bothersome, to really dictate things. And that's supposed to be Gary Payton II. Now, <clears throat> I say all of this because you should still beat this team without Yusuf Nurkic. You should, unabashedly, without question. However, you see the shortcomings of this team and wh- wh- the things that they need to address and getting Gary out on the floor. I was told last night that with hopefully within the next week, Gary will return. I know I, I, I'm, at, I'm at the point of boy who cried wolf at this point. <laughs> I, trust me, I, I'm well aware. This, this, these are from, this is... Well, they keep teasing teasing the, us with all that, too. Yes, this they, is know, from people that I trust. They hope to, he hopes to be back in the yeah. next one to two weeks. This is I, I was told, hopefully this week, so within one seven-day calendar week mm-hmm. from last night, hopefully Gary will be on the floor. We'll see. Which puts us, what, Oklahoma City tomorrow night in Denver Friday. And then they've Monday got, at home against Charlotte and then back to Golden State on Friday. I would probably say that Charlotte would be the one that I would aim for. Monday night. That would be the one that I would aim for. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on that one. Listen, <laughs> we're, we're already a, almost a month late from what I was originally told of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, um, and if he doesn't come back then, my eyebrows are, are going to be firmly planted above in the middle of my forehead. Yeah. It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're up against it on, on, as it pertains to Gary. Well, and it sounds like, too, that it's not necessarily physically what is keeping him back, that it's between the ears and him feeling mentally ready to, to get to back on the To push through court. that, yes. Which you can never read too much into that because you just don't know with a right. dude. Yeah. So the uh, Portland Trailblazers have an opportunity again to pick up uh, another win, or a win, excuse me, in Oklahoma City tomorrow night. Uh, and then they will take on Friday night the Denver Nuggets, who, again, could be number one in the Western Conference uh, in that matchup, which is insane to think about because I think they have the number two offense and the number 28 defense, which is kind of the same situation the Blazers are in. Yeah, well, so you wanted, you definitely want to pick up this game tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. And... Guarantees you 3-3 three and three on the road, which is you right. always want to go 500 on the road. Exactly. All right, we've still got a lot to get to as it pertains to the Portland Trailblazers, uh, NFL, and NCAA football. Uh, but first, here's Jeff Rust with the Sports Center update. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Back here on Danny and Dusty with Danny Morang in on a solo show. Jeff Russ behind the glass for at least today. We'll, we'll, we'll decide whether or not we're going to let him back in. But uh, speaking of being let back in, ladies and gentlemen, Andre Carter II. Uh, we talked about him for about 20, 20, 20 or so minutes yesterday with, uh, with Will Ortner, and I went on my, um, well, I went on a rant. As I am, I am want to do. Uh, this one kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, obviously, being prior service military, um, I hate to see veterans screwed over. Uh, and while Andre Carter has not yet served, he is uh, committed to the uh, the army. And uh, well, after realizing that they uh, all collectively had their heads up their ass, uh, Congress decided to uh, figure this out. Uh, the exact line from. Uh, 
ESPN. After an outcry over the future star of Army linebacker Andre Carter II, politicians scrambled to alter the language of a recently passed congressional bill that clears his path to the upcoming NFL draft. As we talked about yesterday, uh, they were trying to answer a question or solve a question with an answer that didn't need to exist. It's it's nice to see that they can get something done in a timely fashion. Weird. They set their minds to it. Weird when everybody comes out and says, what the F are you doing? You complete and utter morons. Yeah. Well, that seems to happen frequently and nothing happens anyway. But Well, this was everyone. Yeah. That's the case. It doesn't matter what side <laughs> of the political spectrum you fall on. Yeah. This was everybody collectively going, what are you doing? Yeah. They got it done quickly and, and they got it. They came to the correct conclusion. It's interesting because it says soon after an ESPN report published Friday that revealed the disappointment of Carter's family and Army officials. And that's the kicker here. And Army officials, which means you probably had two and three star generals looking at this going, you idiots. Do you not know what this does to our recruiting? Yes, exactly. Like yep. you, you had a general somewhere explaining to some dumbass politician we still need to get people in here like are you kidding me do you know how hard it is to get people into these academies to begin with like the qualifications you're talking about ivy league qualifications also with physical physical specifications mental specifications that nobody else has to go through now did i also see that every cadet or whichever academy they're Mm -hmm. in are required to participate in a sport I didn't know about that. Or is that incorrect? I, they, they, well, I, I know they have to participate in an extra uh, extracurricular activity. Okay, maybe that's that has right. always been the case. Okay, sport would be new. Gotcha. But maybe it's not extracurricular, and my listen, wires are automatically went to sports. I, I mean, it probably is. Every every service academy, every service branch, we have physical fitness standards. Mm-hmm. So, if they did say sport, wouldn't surprise me. Right. Wouldn't gotcha. wouldn't it at all. Uh, and again, Army officials, over the timing of the ruling of the impact on Carter, a bipartisan effort, uh, there's the key, began in earnest in Washington to figure out a way to exempt Carter from the ruling. The new language provides an exemption for Carter, and others who went to Army and other military academies expecting to be allowed a deferral of service. The unfortunate side of this is, clearly the idiots didn't completely undo this, because that loophole is no longer going to exist. So this does, in fact, take away from future opportunities for midshipmen, uh, servicemen of, of all academies, airmen, army, across the board, which, violently dumb. Wait, so this was only basically for... This... They grandfathered these guys in. So okay. not just Carter, but everybody else who enlisted, or excuse me, uh, uh, enrolled. But it doesn't uh, necessarily go forward? Nope. Okay, yeah, that seems a bit short-sighted. Yeah, so this this is where we're getting the, 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 the nitty-gritty of it. The language which is added to the much larger omnibus appropriations measure, which for those that are wondering, this is basically your defense spending spending bill. This is like a, whatever, $3 trillion or $3 bajillion bill, whatever it goes through, right? Uh, could be passed and approved by president as soon as Friday. The inclusion of the new language sent a wave of relief over Carter's family. So, yeah, this is a guy who he could have transferred. So we talked about this yesterday. You, you know you can go to a service academy for two years and not be beholden, right? So you go, you go for two years. If it's not for you, hey, appreciate you, on your way. But once you commit for that third year, your ass is Uncle Sam's. And if it's not, guess what you got to do? You got to pay tuition. And I'm telling you right now, none of the service academies are cheap. <laughs> All of the food, all of the training, all of the, the, the billeting, the housing, school, all that, 
it ain't cheap. So very rarely do you see somebody not commit and stay. Carter said, okay, I'm going to do it. And here's the thing. To, to put to frame what those years would look like, Carter's family had worried that he would not only have to leave Army without graduating, but also pay back $400,000 to the government. Yikes. So again, when I say it is not cheap, this is what I tell you. Before you take that third year, make sure, because this, this isn't $100,000 in student loans. That's a big Twinkie. Yes. That is a big government Twinkie. That is a lot of $100 hammers. Okay? It is a lot. But, long story short, they figured it out. They get it done. Andre Carter II will be eligible to be drafted. Uh, he will have his service deferred. I would imagine when it's all said and done, his, desert, his deferred service will probably be somewhere around three to five years. Which, again, we talked about this yesterday. He's six foot seven, yeah. 270 pounds. He's not a... He's, you're not going to see this guy in trench warfare. Yeah. Like, this, this is not a special operations warfighter. As great of an athletic talent that he is, he is so big, he is not, that's not what he's doing. Right. He is a recruiting tool for the military going forward. That is what he is. Well, and unfortunately, also, too, in the NFL, the average career lasts, what, is it under three seasons? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's under four. You know, I mean, so that includes your, you know, it's average for a reason. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a, he's a dude. And he's going to be a first-round draft pick, and he's going to be Army's first first-round draft pick since 1947. That's a long time. Wow. That's a lot of years. Yeah. And That's a special the athlete. This is not a undrafted guy getting an opportunity. Right. This is the NFL's closest thing to David Robinson. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not a number one overall pick, but... First round. But they also... He's the second-best pass rusher in this draft behind Will Robinson. Yeah. that, that they're, they're looking at at these guys right now and going, this is a dude. This is a, this is a real guy. He profiles as an absolute stud. And we fast forward five years from now, and he's a top four, top five pass rusher. Mm -hmm. It should not be surprising. Right. And that is where not only the army, but the, the service academies and the politicians in general, they need to have these doors open. Yes. Yeah. There's no world where telling those guys no is beneficial for you. Right. It's already hard enough to get to get people there. You don't need to make it harder on yourselves. And yet, the service known for the acronym KISS, keep it simple, stupid, can't manage to do that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. But hey, they at least got this part of it done. We'll kind of see where it goes from here. All right, coming up next, the Phoenix Suns have a buyer, and this guy is living every man's dream. I don't think you can say any other way. This is Danny Moran here on Danny and Dusty. Hey. Oh, what's he going to do? You want to get down? Tell me. Oh, what's he going to do? Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Welcome back into Danny and Dusty. Danny Moran here flying solo dolo, mostly because Dusty's a trainer. I just want to make sure I get that in every opportunity that I can. Uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, this is how this goes. Uh, we all take turns and trade, and by take turns and trade, I mean uh, leave it all to me. 
uh, because I'm the young guy, I'm the new guy, and this is how this works. And I waited too long to put my vacation in because I'm a dummy. And so here we are. Got to get on that early. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, I, I, I fully planned for this. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's all jokes. For those that have listened long enough or followed me long enough, you all know I'm waiting for surgery, and these guys are going to have to cover me for basically like a month. So I, I don't care that I'm here right now. Not in the least bit. In fact, it's fun. Uh, speaking of fun, the fantastic, wonderful, amazing news, if you're an NBA fan, particularly if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, there's a new owner. They have gotten rid of their dirtbag owner in, in chief. Robert Sarver has agreed in principle to sell the franchise for up to $4 billion. This does include the Phoenix Mercury. So I'd imagine that the total sale of the franchise is probably 3.75, probably 250 million for the WNBA franchise. I guess that, yeah, sounds about right. I'm I mean, not terribly keen on the, uh, on the valuations of WA. WNBA franchises, but they aren't selling for NBA franchises. No. So uh, let's roll this back a little bit. Let's go back to Seattle in the preseason. Uh, we had the Clippers and Blazers up in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena, and you had a lot of people in the league in that building that night. And with Seattle being listed as an expansion franchise, I shouldn't say listed, discussed, they're getting a franchise, uh, as well as Las Vegas. A lot of discussions that night. They talked about the return of Kawhi Leonard, the return of Damian Lillard, but the national, the national guys that we all had in the building, everybody wanted to talk about. What are the Suns going to sell for? Yeah, that was what everybody talked about. And the bare minimum that night that I was told over and over and over and over again, it's going to clear three. It's probably going to be three and a half. Don't be surprised if it hits four. And look, look where we wound up. Right at $4 billion when it's all said and done. It does include some additional assets. But Matt Ishbia is finally finalizing the Suns' purchase for uh, upwards of $4 billion. Uh, for those that are wondering, Matt Ishbia was a backup third-string point guard on the 2000 national title-winning Michigan State Spartans coached by none other than Tom Izzo. Yeah, that's just a bro living the dream, isn't it? Listen, man, he is, he is a bro's bro. Uh, for those that are wondering where he got his money from, he's a mortgage lender. Uh, I believe they have their, the United Wholesale Mortgage is the number one housing mortgage company in the country now. The passing up fellow Michigan resident Dan Gilbert uh, in Quicken Loans Arena. They, they own everything in Cleveland. He is the fifth owner in the NBA from the state of Michigan. Oh, wow. Isn't that nuts? Wow. So you've got him, you've got Gilbert, you've got DeVos, in Orlando, and there's two others that I'm forgetting. Um, God dang it. Anyways, not that important. I just thought that was kind of an interesting note of, yeah. huh, that's, that's not where you typically. That's a good percentage. With, right? Like, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but you would imagine that this is going to take place and happen very quickly. Baxter Holmes uh, of ESPN, give him all the credit in the world. He is the one who broke the crippling, backbreaking. Uh, shove Sarver at the door uh, investigative report that they denied vociferously. Then the NBA investigated and found out everything and more was true. Yeah, they put some time into that report too. Baxter Holmes, he don't miss. Okay, when 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 Baxter when Baxter comes to the crown, he don't miss. Uh, there are very few reporters in sports who I trust m- more than Baxter. I, I, if somebody like Baxter or Ben Golliver write something like that. Yeah, believe it. I, The work has been done. Yes. Okay. What we aren't talking about right now, and it's very convenient, 
is that is because of this sale is the article that dropped yesterday by Baxter Holmes implicating further issues and wrongdoings by the leadership structure under Robert Sarver that was empowered and enabled by Sarver that was not dismissed. Yeah. And that it appears the NBA has been protecting. You know, it's something when the guy who did the initial investigative report comes back and says, oh, it looks like we missed some. But wait, there's more. (laughs) And this was to further the complaints of the Phoenix Suns and and Mercury personnel and staffers who have said, great, Sarver is going to get his money and he's going to get out, like get rid of him. Cool. But why are all these other people like, why aren't they in Why are they still in power? What's going on here? And you can see that the culture is still a problem. The vibes are still an S show. And you're seeing that really translate out on the basketball court for the Suns. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because at at the head of the on-court product is somebody who, around league circles, is very highly regarded Uh, as one of the great dudes. Near universal approval ratings. Yeah. And so it's it's weird that he is stuck in this muck. And James Jones. Yes. Uh, Both the, the figures of the basketball side for the Suns are great dudes. Fantastic humans. So I guess I don't know. Maybe the front office and upper management was, you know, I hate to say overcompensating, but like, hey, we're all an S show here. Let's make sure we get the two best dudes we can I, for the on-court product. I don't think that's coincidence at all to try to cover that up. Uh, but this this article goes in in depth at the alternate governors, the presidents, and the other executives that are right underneath Sarver that felt empowered and able to treat the people underneath them like crap because Sarver treated people like crap. And let's compare this situation to what happened exactly in Portland because I think there's some similarities. The Portland Trailblazers had what they call a toxic workplace, and they uprooted it. And there's there's some similarities, but there's also some differences because – while Portland did clean house, new coach, new GM, new assistant GMs, the actual GM is one of the longest tenured employees with the organization right now. Joe Cronin has been with the team for 16 plus years. But there were people that were removed that were seen as empowered by Neil Olshay. And they they gutted all the weeds. Clean slate. And that's not to say that they, that you know that they were all bad people. Right. That's not the case. It's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is they they full clean slate. Yeah. Like some casualties maybe that weren't deserving of being removed. It's just the nature of the beast. You got to pull everything. Yeah. You you can't not do that and have a full culture reset. That's proprietary, Sean. That part especially. But you also have Chris McGowan leaving. Dwayne Hankins is is promoted to president. So now you've got a new business side. You've got a new basketball side. You've got a new coach. You have all new assistant GMs. You have new people on the training staff. You have new assistant coaches. A pretty stinking fresh slate. You have new social media. You have new everything. Yeah. And I have been at every single game in that building since Neil was removed. Uh, it's not true. I, did, I, I missed him, what, two months post-surgery. But... The the feeling in, from somebody coming to Portland for the first time since that has happened is hilarious every single time. Yo, it feels different around here. Is, is this real? I guess that's the point, right? And that's, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. In Phoenix, and that's the problem, is that it hasn't felt different. 
Those same people are in power. Those same people are in charge. And one of the things Baxter Holmes highlighted that was in the NBA memo that came out after the investigation was that certain executives could not be released or removed from the Phoenix Suns without Robert Sarver's explicit written permission. Wow. Golden parachutes, essentially. Yeah. So those same people felt empowered to be a-holes. Yes. And so... (laughs) You can't get rid of me even if you want to. Exactly. And I don't think it's a surprise because this process for the Suns, they didn't just snap and agree, agree to it. Right. That's not what happened. This has been a process that's been building for a while. You don't just sign. It's it's not a car loan. <laughs> yeah. You don't go to the lot and spend $4 billion. Mm-hmm. This has been building for a while. This is the league saying, Woj, here, take this and run. Yeah. B- Barry Robert Sarver, we don't want to deal with him. We don't want to deal with probably the pending litigation and lawsuits. They're going to come out of the, of the other executives. Hey, look over here. Look over here. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. That's really awful and irritating. Look at our new shiny owner who's a former national champion. Right. Well, so with that, what you're more privy to a lot of this information than I. Uh, how much? How much protection do they still have with the new regime coming in? I would imagine that anything that happens, even if they are removed, because they will be removed with new ownership, they're going to get their golden parachutes and they're going to disappear. Because that's how this stuff works. Done. I guess, yeah, you get paid enough to go away, you go away, right? And that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, and again, Robert Sarver is going to make a bajillion dollars. Yeah, for being a colossal a-hole. Being in the right place at the right time. He bought this team, if I remember correctly, for $800 million. Ugh. And he's going to sell it for a clear, clear over three, five hundred percent profit. Oh, man, wow! And I believe he bought it in '98, if I remember, if I remember correctly. Five hundred percent profit in 24 years. Just wow. obscene stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we'll dive into what this means for the Portland Trailblazers because obviously the Portland Trailblazers have been a team that have been talked about uh, back and forth uh, for a while now and what they could potentially be sold for. Uh, we still have a ton of NFL news to get into, and we have some mild breaking news. I don't even call it mild. The San Francisco Giants are postponing their press conference announcing the signing of Carlos Correa because of some potential medical issues, and this is why they always say, Jeff Ross, Front row. pending physical. Pending the physical. We got all that and more coming up here on Danny and Dusty. Tuesdays at Papa Mer- Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.